Why do salmon swim upstream despite the threat of the bear? Because laying down the foundation for the next generation is worth the risk. This is the Upstream Podcast hosted by me, Salmon Like the Fish, where guests share their pearls of wisdom that could have only been realized through the journey against the current of life. Your presence here and now is no mistake. Keep your ears and your heart open. There is something for you to gain. Hey, welcome back. This is the Upstream Podcast with me, Salmon Like the Fish. Not salmon, it is Salmon Like the Fish. Don't ask me why. Uh, I, I know why. Yeah. I know why. <laughs> you know what? I will tell you why. I don't think I've told this story yet. Uh, I used to get uh, made fun of all the time. So I'd introduce myself and uh, it, I would say, they would say, what's your name? I was like, Salmon. Yeah, Salmon. Yeah, they would say Salmon and... Uh, like the fish. And, and uh, they would say, like the fish. And I would be like, no, that's salmon. I'm salmon. They're like, oh, okay, salmon. I'm like, you know what? I remember people... I remember the first time that I met you actually on GSP. Did we have that yeah. conversation? Yep. Yeah. You introduced yourself like salmon. That, yeah. was, that was it. And, you know, and I, it used to anger me all the time. And then I was doing this uh, uh, half iron. No, I think it was my first half Ironman. And I remember transitioning from the swim to the bike. And as I was transitioning from the swim to the bike, we had the race announcer and they were calling out the names of people yes. uh, as they were getting out of transition. So he goes, and here we go from New Jersey, Salmon. And he goes to me, like the fish? And I'm like, yeah, just like the fish. Like so it. then I just owned it, right? So of that's course. why Salmon like the fish. Okay, enough about me. Uh, the, the real point that we're here, uh, the real reason we're here is to sit with my good uh, personal friend and coach, uh, Rodrigo Agreda. Am yeah, I saying that Greta. correct? Agreda. Agreda. Excuse yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. I'm your good friend. I don't even. That's s- all good. Because we, you know, we have so many names for you. We have uh, Hot Rod. Uh, I used to Rod. call it Rod. I used to call you uh, Rodrigo. Rodrigo. Yeah. I don't even know who uh, came up with that. That name. was me, actually. Yeah. That was 100% really? me. <laughs> yeah. And actually, I had you in my phone as Wad Rodrigo for so long. Oh, yeah. But then anytime I go to text you, I type in Rodrigo and yeah. I couldn't find you. I was like, I just got tired of it. So. Oh, yeah. I, I, it was that time that we went to church. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So uh, our topic today uh, is going to be exercise to exorcise, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the context of faith, family, and fitness. Uh, for those who don't know uh, Rodrigo, Rodrigo is a three-time uh, games qualifier in CrossFit. Uh, national champion. Na- sorry, national champion in CrossFit. But yeah. you have gone to the games once, once and then they canceled it the other time I qualified. That was in 2019. You were actually at the games. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I've known Rod for about six, seven years now. Uh, the first time we met was at CrossFit GSP. Yes. Right. That mm-hmm. was like the mecca. But you had been a, uh, uh, into CrossFit even before that. So that was 2014. When did you start doing CrossFit? Uh, probably like two years before that, uh, 2012. I started actually, uh, so that I um, crossed the Meadowlands. Uh, uh, there was like a CrossFit down the street by my house. Uh, but then I started a year prior that just uh, working out at uh, 24-Hour Fitness, doing CrossFit at 24-Hour Fitness. And, you know, I was like, wow. Even without a coach, you just were... Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I just wanted to like be like... CrossFit is so, like, so cool. I just drank the CrossFit Kool-Aid. I uh, and then I did my first competition, and I got my ass kicked. <laughs> I got a lot dead yeah, last. I literally. think, you know... You literally, can, it, it was like... Uh, I, I'm, you ever heard of uh, CrossFit ACT? AC, I've heard of it, but I haven't been there. Yeah, or yeah. Know anybody so there, yeah. that was, like, literally the, the first competition I ever done, and then uh, got my ass kicked. I actually met uh, uh, a bunch of people that went to GSP after that, and then... Uh, but, yeah, they, they saw the progress. Because then I was like, you know, I'm going to train harder. 
and don't put yourself down it's just your first competition and you did an rx competition for your first competition yeah that's insane uh yeah i mean you you were you're a coach now uh i still have my l1 until september but i'm probably not going to renew it because i'm not coaching anymore actively mm -hmm. but uh i think you and i both know at this point we um we would probably encourage someone to do a scaled comp first before doing yes of, of course right absolutely yeah. absolutely i will uh tell you like uh make sure that you know your boundaries like yeah. you know like uh, your your capacity yeah like um, see i, I wouldn't <laughs> i wouldn't like load up the bar with the 500 pounds in my first day squatting yeah, yeah of know. course now so um just to get a little bit of history on you athletically did you play sports in high school or growing up uh yeah i i, I played uh i i used to run a uh, track uh, what was your event in track mile uh 800 and then two mile uh, i'm curious you know i was just listening to i mean i listen to all these speeches all the time you know when i'm when i work out and um you know roger bannister Roger Bannister. Uh, Roger Bannister is the first person who has ever been documented to run a mile in, in sub four minutes. In under four minutes. Yeah, yeah. So his yeah, his so time was three fifty nine point four, mm -hmm. and uh, prior to him being able to run a marathon in was it Jim under four Ryan? minutes, huh? Jim Ryan. Who's that? You you don't know Jim Ryan? No, tell oh. me about Jim Ryan. Jim oh, Ryan. Joe R John. Uh, are you talking about Jim Rohn? Yeah, yeah. Jim Rohn is the uh, he was actually. Uh, he's a motivational speaker. I think he actually started Herbalife, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And he was actually one person that Tony Robbins used to go to his workshops. Oh, and Les Brown used to go to his workshops. Mm. So it was kind of cool to see how kind of these great speakers, they've learned from other great speakers, right. you know, and have inspired me. But they, you know, a lot of these speakers will talk about Roger Bannister in that uh, prior to him doing it, the, the medical uh, community said that to run a four miles would be physically impossible for a human being. Oh yeah. That their, that their heart would explode out of their chest before they were able to do it. But now that after Roger Bannister had done this, um, nothing is impossible. To, uh, it was just change in belief, right? That the people, more than 20,000 people since then have been able to run a mile in under four yeah. uh, minutes. So, uh, with that background, I'm, I'm always very curious when I talk to someone who had been in track and I go through, you know the events and i'm particularly curious about the mile so what's your best uh mile time uh 449 449 yeah. that's impressive yeah, yeah i mean impressive for somebody but like then you, you have people like running like the fourth actually the year i graduated uh from high school there was like this uh this uh, kenyan kid that just came in and he was the son of an olympian and then he ran the mile in like four or six jeez yeah. yeah but i mean uh and I had talked to, you know, uh, runners in the past as to, you know, what is, why is it that these Kenyan runners are so, so fast, but they're training in high altitudes. Yeah. You know, it, so it's a little bit different. Like their lungs are just naturally more um, they also able run, to expand. They also run barefoot all the time. Right. Yeah. So yeah. their mechanics are better. You know, they're just naturally yeah. gifted in that. Well, mm -hmm. naturally gifted based on like um, uh, kind of uh, anthropologically, you know, their mm -hmm. bodies, you know, in, in that region, they conform to, you know, the... Uh, the land so yeah i mean 440 so even back then you were a pretty high level athlete i'll say you yeah. know mm. um you know i don't know why i assume maybe you played football or something or uh, i played soccer uh i was just enough not good enough but just just okay i should have played uh, football uh maybe do wrestling too uh -huh. uh, but uh, i i feel like i discovered the wrong sports but it's okay like you know that's my background track yeah, it gave me the capacity that I have now. So I think that's what the great thing about CrossFit is, though, is that for people who have discovered the wrong sport by accident and were maybe, you know, 
pretty good or even mediocre, you know, they come into CrossFit and they're still able to transition whatever skill. Cause I mean, you have people whose background is in gymnastics. Yes. Uh, people whose backgrounds are in straight weightlifting. Weight so lifting, o- yeah, Olympic or weightlifting running, or running. running. Um, I mean the people that I find that are like all around great CrossFit athletes typically tend to be like wrestlers or uh, yeah, football endur- players. Endurance athletes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. cause they have the strength, they have the, the speed. They have the, well, they, they have the background. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tia was a runner, so she was a cross country. So. Yeah, yeah. So you had been doing CrossFit um, by yourself up until the time of that competition, or you were already at Meadowlands at that time? No, I was doing uh, I was doing CrossFit by myself up to the competition. Uh, uh, then uh, after the competition, I was like, "Wow, I you know like there's like I'm, I got my ass kicked." You know, I was I was lifting with like metal plates, like literally there were no bumper plates. Yeah, you didn't know. Twenty four fitness, and I was like, dude. Like I don't have the right equipment, you know. Yeah. I need bumper plates. I need the rower. I need the 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 beer and barbell, like the the rope barbell, the eco barbell. So I was just like, you know, I'm just gonna sign up to like the gym down my house. I always thought like, you know, like CrossFit membership was just too expensive. But then I was like, you you will find a way. Yeah. Like you just cut like back then like that was probably like, um, would say like twenty under no I would be like nineteen uh, no no yep eighteen. Yeah, yeah, and back then, I mean, and now CrossFit memberships are anywhere between 170, 100. Yeah, back then it was like 100, you know, minimum. 100, 150, I'm uh, pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, 150. And then I was like, you know, uh, I'll find a way. I'll just find a, uh, a job. And yeah. Then, yeah. Well, you know, uh, I do have a friend who um, he asked me about the podcast. He's like, oh, do you only interview CrossFit people? And, I, and I, no, I, I just think that, you know, CrossFit has, a ma- has had a major impact on my life. Um, am, am I like a diehard cultist of CrossFit now? Uh, no, but I think I am very much like a health enthusiast and I love the modality of CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Um, if, since you are, a le- are you a level three now? Level two? Level two. Level two. Uh, I'm, you, so I gotta, you, I gotta take my level three though. So I okay. just qualified for, I mean, you, you gotta put in the hours to like take the level three, but yeah. you gotta take the test, sign up for the test. I don't think they were offering last year because of the pandemic, but I'm going to try to do it now. Okay. So, so for anyone who's listening, who is not really into CrossFit or knows what it's about, all they see is like the cult of it, you know, and they're like, Oh, it's too hardcore. It's too I, crazy. Yeah. But if, uh, it's been so long since I've studied, you know, like the books, but what's it high intensity? Uh, it's a uh, high intensity functional <sighs> movements, uh, functional movements performed a high intensity functional, fu- functional movements perform a high intensity over broad time model domains. Yeah. Correct. I love that. So really what CrossFit does is it's, the idea is that it helps you in your day to day life. Right. I mean, yeah, it's just supposed to like, uh, um, help you like with everything. You know, yeah. You know, functional fitness. I think, uh, it was Ben Bergeron who really kind of made it make sense to me, um, in that, uh, the point of CrossFit is to stave away the nursing home is that if you can remain more functional and strong, you know, that in your later age. Yeah. I mean, the goal for anybody is to be, uh, able to actually be a badass when they age, you know, <laughs> right. you don't want to be depending on nurses. You don't want to be depending on your kids. Uh, you want to be like independent. You don't want to end up in a nursing home. Right. Uh, as you age, uh, you know, like if it, like I said, as you age, you start losing muscle mass. So your goal should be to uh, get as much muscle mass as possible. I love that. Yeah. So, I mean, the one way Bergeron uh, talks about it is just to even get up from a chair, 
that's a squat. That's a body yeah, weight that's, squat. That's body weight squat. So yeah. the the moment uh, you you lose the, mo- I mean, it doesn't happen overnight. The ability to actually stand up. Then you're in you're a nursing not, home. Yeah, you're in a nursing home. You're not gonna be able to shit. Oh, yeah, Sorry. and if you're not able to bring a spoon to your mouth, you know, nursing home. Yeah. Right. If you're, you're not, not able to get able up to the floor. To feed yourself. Yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, God bless you know, and anyone who's doing the work in the nursing home to help people who are unable to take care of themselves. And listen, things can happen, and you might need a nursing home despite doing all the health you know, related things, you know, mm-hmm. like CrossFit, you know, but, uh, the more we do the, hopefully the better future we have, uh, provided we don't injure ourselves and do things stupidly. That's why you get a coach, you know, versus going to any other, uh, gym in CrossFit. We kind of talk about oh, other gyms, gyms, just Globo gyms, right? Globo gyms, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's no disrespect, but you're not getting coaching. So, you know, to spend $150, you could also get a personal trainer, but then the personal oh. trainer doesn't know anything. <laughs> well, you know, no, there are personal trainers that are really amazing out there, but, oh, oh, but of course, yeah, I do but, personal training, but then, uh, some personal trainers, they just go like, yo, do just do the machine curls. Of course. Uh, right. Extensions. I, mean, we, I think, you know, you I, know, you could just get that from, um, bodybuilding.com. Of course. Of course. Or bodybuilding.com. Right. <laughs> but I mean, the point of having a CrossFit coach is you learn new skills and you you're under the watch of a coach and you're also in a class with other people so there's that community aspect and i think that's what i really love about crossfit and i still do love that about crossfit right yeah well then it, i i wouldn't call crossfit a cult i call that a, i call it a community you Absolutely. Know, everybody everybody supports each other uh that's one of the major selling points of crossfit is like you are not just going to a gym you're just going to uh, a community that likes to exercise and they are no longer um, afraid of being strong and then they want to be healthy. You know, like eat, you guys push each other. So like uh, say uh, a great example would be like you lead by example. So like uh, I am the role model for my athletes. So I, I, I wouldn't, you wouldn't see me eat, uh, be unhealthy outside of the gym. You know, like I, so many people, I see me as their, their example. So I got to set the tone. So like, uh, it, if you set that tone, you have that community, then everybody uh, elevates each other up. You know, right. you, see you have that, that accountability. You see, you see, like, oh, um, there's this g- girl at the gym, Isabel. Right? I, I, I want to like look like Isabel. She's a badass. Yeah, she is a badass. She is. She is a badass. So like that, that, that's what I'm saying. She, she like eats properly, but then, uh, you know, everybody starts doing the right things. Right. You, you get uh, motivation from other people in your community. So you're the average of who the people you surround a hundred percent um and we are definitely going to talk about a community family and friends that's a huge piece of why i I wanted to speak with you you know um so i mean just to kind of segue uh you've been a crossfit coach at uh reinvented Mm -hmm. um yes uh, since uh since it opened and that was what 2019 2019 yeah yeah. and so we actually both started coaching there together yes and and i remember we were we were looking for coaches at the time and uh when you know when you and i had gone to re uh to gsp back in the day just for reference for people crossfit gsp and crossfit reinvented uh are were are in the same building it is the same same space it is the same space but but different owners different owners now uh our previous owner um you know decided to uh disband his uh business and uh i call him pos (laughs) uh and then uh yeah i mean it's kind of it was kind of hard for a lot of us because we were all looking um, for a home we were always looking for a home and i think you specifically back then i remember watching you train you know, in CrossFit, there are different personalities and, and it's in every gym you will find the same 
kind of personalities and your kind of personality you were like the dude in the corner doing your thing all the time yeah, you know yeah. you weren't you weren't there to socialize as much as you were there to work hard and be around the community oh yeah back then for back sure, then yeah. for sure and, for sure everything yeah. like back then uh i was like uh you know my training it's yeah. my training time you know and one thing i noticed about you from back then it, i was a brand new member kind of coming into gsp you had been there and for me i was just like man i want to be like that guy your your off switch is broken like you know, like these um, sports cars, all these cars. Oh, yeah. You can see me like, oh, what is he doing now? Like, like he's going to die. <laughs> like, he, he, well, not even that he's going to die, but it was like, um, I noticed like you would be like beat red, sweating, but still doing the work. You, I never saw you like, you know, you do the, the, the stance with your hands on your knees, bent over like, oh, yeah. I never saw you do that. Any workout, like you were always like going to the max. It was like. You were like a sports car. You know, these cars have governors, you know. Mm -hmm. So you try to step on the gas as much as possible. Your car's not going to go any more than, I think, 100 or 110 maximum. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, the dash says that the speed can go up to 120. Why doesn't it go up to yeah. 120? Because there's a governor, right? Right. Uh, so it was like your governor was broken mm -hmm. or off. Like you've killed it. And that always impressed me. And I mean, there were a lot of other people in the gym that really inspired me. But you particularly, you know, it was cool. Um, and, uh, you know, I, and I remember you, you, uh, you weren't like in the, then there's like that click or that personalities, that group of personalities who kind of just like work out together, yeah, yeah. you know, and they're not doing the classes. They're doing their own, their own program. programming yeah. of whatever. And, uh, I mean, I'll be really honest, you know, I, I and I know we're going to talk about this in terms of like people that you surround yourself with, but people like, Oh, look at, look at Rodrigo. He's, he's burning out again. He's going ham again. That's why he doesn't win a competition, but like, sh like trash talking, you know? Yeah. I and, mean, and in, in my mind, I'm like, Rodrigo is such a good soul. Like, why do these people, uh, you know, why, why, they, why they don't like me like doing hard work? I, yeah. I yeah I, I, it's crazy. But you know what? Like, um, uh, you know what? That fuels me to actually work harder. Same. You know what? Uh, I remember you it know, bothers you my, that I work hard. Yeah. I'm working harder. I love it. You know, just, just know, just know while you're sleeping, if you're hearing this, I'm, I'm still working. You're working hard. and you are. And the, what I love about you is you're not like, you don't have to post every freaking workout. You don't have no, to no. post every single thing that you do. You work in silence. And I yeah. see it personally. Silence, uh, work in silence and let success be the uh, noise. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I told, you know, I've, um, I had a mute, uh, really, his real name is Johnny, but it's for so f son funny for so long. I didn't know his actual name was Johnny, but mute, you know, I've had him on the podcast and we talked about, um, what was our topic at the time? Uh, you're dead to me, you know, just like people like cutting off people who we think, uh, should just be, you know, not, we shouldn't associate with, and, you know, if a relationship is worth saving or not, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, <laughs> there was something I told him once and it, it stuck. I said, uh, uh, if they don't, uh, uh, if uh, if they don't hate you ain't great yeah you know and that, I, and I think right. that rings true mm -hmm. uh, another guy I had on the podcast who's a really good friend of mine is uh, Eric Nowoslowski and one day he told me um, I don't know why he said it we were in a jog you know doing a post workout jog just to cool down he goes you know what Sal I don't know why people talk so much trash about you and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like yeah, what uh, first of all you didn't have to tell me that you could have kept it to yourself yeah, yeah. you know uh, and and that's just the way I see it it's like if people have uh you know any any judgments or, yeah. or whatever against you so be it like i have my own trap of people you know yeah. and so in, in that you don't have you don't have to like me no uh, you don't have to like people me. that like me yeah and it's just know there's just like you don't have to like me I, they don't have to like you just know there's a lot more people that they like you and me that's it that's yeah. it you know uh, and if they don't it's not like i've done anything personal to these people it's just something about you and i makes them feel 
inadequate so they have to say something bad yeah. which is weird you know I know even for myself when I have feelings like you know I don't know if I like this person I question myself what is it about this person I don't like mm -hmm. and then I try to rectify that with myself I don't you know say something bad about that person to someone else just to kind of trash someone you know mm -hmm. who's doing something good with their life you're doing fitness like why would anyone trash another person for doing fitness right yeah of course like don't fitness shame me like, that's <laughs> yeah. it like how does that affect you like what do you want me to do besides like working out i love working out yeah i love training so what's wrong about it yeah you know and because of your example i mean you were one of these major influences for me that when i wanted to take my training more seriously uh, not only was I doing, you know, the programming from the gym, uh, you know, Eduardo, great programmer, great yes. programmer, you know, and mm -hmm. I've, I've, I've followed him, you know, I've, even when I had competitions, I'd have him do side programming for me back in the day. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember he got, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm not like a super, you know, athlete or whatever, but um, for me, it was a big deal to be able to bench 255, which, which was uh, for two, which mm -hmm. was in, a, we had this competition, me and my friend, uh, uh, John. Uh, who we did this master division competition and one of the workouts was a two rep max bench press. Mm -hmm. I mean, prior to that, my two rep max was maybe 230, 240, but Eduardo gave me programming to follow and was able to hit this number. You know, 225 two, uh, snatch two, too. Yeah, yeah, I was able to hit the 225 snatch. Actually, that was through, uh, well, and that was back in the day when uh, Robin Jar Jaramillo, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm saying it, if it's mm -hmm. Yaramillo or Jaramillo, but um, you know, who, who was coaching back then and, um, and following his program, I was able to hit that. So, you know, being around the right people, uh, for the right reasons, you know, for coaching right, right. reasons, mm -hmm. like I, I was able to excel in, in a way. So you in particular had, um, you know, I saw what you were doing. I saw that you went to the CrossFit games, you know, and even before that you went to the granite games. I think that was 2017, 16, yeah. 16. That was the first time I qualified for like a major competition. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, like, I don't know anyone who's that, that's the time I realized yeah, I could keep up with the big guys. That's I mean, right. I, I mean, know, I know, like, I know they hurt as much as I do. So absolutely. That's, that's when I kept up. Crazy. Remember when you asked me the question about uh, Elijah? Elijah, yeah, like, Elijah Muhammad, yeah, yeah. And you were like, oh, he he did this, and and then I was like, oh, yeah, that's not the first time I beat him. Too. Yeah, <laughs> and it's crazy because you see these athletes and they seem almost like demigods, right? Yeah, like, yeah. And then you're like, uh, well, th th that's the thing about it. It's just like they they hurt as much as you do. Oh, yeah, a hundred percent. The game is about CrossFit is who could hurt more. That's right. Who you know, could and hurt more. And and uh, and you have to kind of expose yourself to that hurt on a regular basis, mm -hmm. so that uh, what's that quote like? Yeah, um, uh, the more you bleed in training, uh, the more you uh, the less likely you're to die in battle. Yeah, right. You know, and so um, I think our relationship got stronger when I sought you out for um, individual coaching. So I was doing the CrossFit classes, but then on top of that, I was doing um, individual coaching with you. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, through about two one and a half to two months of individual training on top of CrossFit training, you know, what was that? Oh, oh, well, oh, we're okay. Yeah, we're okay. All right. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, through individual coaching with you, I was able to qualify for this master's division competition and, and be able to, uh, for me, I've never had a win, a W I've never yeah. had a W in a competition. My first competition, uh, was a scaled competition. I got a, I, I, I got second place, and so since then I never did a scaled competition. But every competition after that, I was either in last or second to last place. You know. Yes. But then through a relationship mm -hmm. with you, I was able to, you know, um, you you won the masters you, won. Uh, of the decades, and then after that, you were the masters of masters. Yeah. Oh, and there, there was no greater feeling, man. Um, yeah. So that was like, <laughs> but crazy. That was February twenty twenty. Yep. 
little did we know everything that was going to happen in 2020. Yep. You know, everything shut down. <clears throat> everything shut down. You know, the, the virus took over, you know, the damn Rona, um, first starting with Tom Hanks. <laughs> right? it, took, it took a year of our lives. Everybody, yeah. Yeah. Everybody. A lot of us. And, you know, within that year time, I mean, that's when this podcast was born, right? Because I felt like I needed to do something for other people besides myself, mm-hmm. take some focus off myself. And well, that that's my goal uh, to help people. And then uh, that I feel that's my purpose to uh, help as much people as I can. Yeah. You know, uh, some people, they, they call it karma. I call it like a savings account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The putting go- putting time, money yeah. in the bank, you know. The more good you do, the the better you have. And if if something bad happens to you, you could just take it back from that savings account. Just there's somebody watching. Yeah, I mean, 100%. God is always watching. And that's something that we we really vibed on, like during that uh, 2020 period, because the gym was shut down, right? And yep. during the gym, I mean, we happen to be in the space right now that I created during the closure of the gym. I didn't have a gym space prior to. You know, um, but I panicked. I was like, you know, this was one part of my life that was yeah, so it, crucial. It, it looks great. This is the first time I'm watching his gym. It's, it's oh, yeah. thank you, man. But you were programming for me. So I'd, I'd come down here 445, 5 o'clock in the morning. I would pray for like 15 minutes to 45 minutes. And then I would do my workout. Yep. And you were brutal, man. I remember those days I'm like, damn, I'm 145 in and I'm still working, you know. But I got the most fit in my life, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, but, you know, I... I what ended up happening was months and months later, I guess, because of the social isolation, I was away from friends, you know, having things yeah. going on in, in my marriage and in my house and that were just really um, due to the pressures of COVID, you know, um, my wife and I were fighting a lot, didn't have much peace in the household, you know, then I started to lose it. And, and uh, I think around that time, I started talking to you and saying, hey, uh, aside from coaching me, you know, and giving me programming through an app, um, could we talk? for 20 yeah, minutes for 20 every minutes, week. Yeah. yeah. And that really wasn't intended for me to kind of tell you that I was like emotionally dealing with something. It was more of just like, okay, these are the things that I wanted to focus on. Um, tell me about how, how I can make my form better in this movement or mm-hmm. how I can approach yeah, this go, workout. We were, we were have like our talks about, uh, the, the weekly breakdown and then how your week will look like, and then what do you need to do? And then how did you feel? Did you feel better or like worse? Uh, like how did they left feel and everything? And uh, yeah, I just th- didn't know like you were going through like the entire like thing. Yeah, it was yeah. a real it was a real coach's check in yeah. essentially. But then when you would ask me about how I was doing, you know, I, you know, I would tell you You'd be like great. Yeah, uh, um, I, I would. I didn't end up telling you what was going on with me until much much later. You know, yeah. and um, you know, but it was it was awesome that even though the gym was shut down and I was distant connected from people i had someone outside of my family outside of you know uh work that i can talk to you know even if it was you know surface like you know and dealing with gym stuff but i think eventually we ended up talking about more personal things in our 20-minute sessions you know Mm -hmm. and i think for you the one thing i saw from you was that um you started to maximize your not just your skill set i mean your skill sets have always been high to me but your um your passion, you know, into coaching. I remember one time when we spoke, you said, you know what, I think I found my calling and it's to be a, it's really to be a coach. And yeah. I was like, man, you're coaching me right now. What do you mean? You're doing it right here no, and there. No, yeah. But like, that's what you were meant to do. And what's interesting is that you are such a smart guy. I mean, if people don't know this, um, the uh, Rodrigo, I, I don't know if it's a family thing, but you and your sister, you guys make power moves and don't tell anybody what you're doing. Yeah, you know, you just humble, kind of yeah. do things. Yeah, very humble, which I love, you know. Uh, Rodrigo graduated from NJIT with an engineering degree, yep. you know, and, mm-hmm. and currently, you know, um, 
he probably could make a lot more money as an engineer. Well, you know, m monetary like money is just money. Yeah, it comes and goes. Right, and and I think, you know, uh, last year I actually, you know, I uh, if anything I lost money and then I made more money than anything like this year like than ever before. So it's just right? like it comes and goes. Yeah, and that wasn't your focus. You you no, you know I, your I, focus I wasn't money for me. For me, uh, my calling is to actually help people, and then I'm here to help. I just truly want to help people like you need help i'll help you out uh anything you know like my i want to be a coach that actually gets to know their athletes uh not just like oh they i'll give you the programming we'll just like all right do the program you don't do it uh whatever you know i'll double check with you that that's it make sure that you everything is going well with you um uh, but yeah like last year it, it was a struggle for everybody and then uh you know without struggle there's no progress but for me it was like really like uh i would say like it was like it was it, it was a tough year but yeah. like, you know i i i i feel i was i had to be a role model for for so many people like you especially i i shouldn't like don't weaken like mm -hmm. the storm is almost over you know yeah and it, for me right now it's all it's it's over yeah you know what, what was interesting is um you know i i I think for me, like I'm, I'm, I'm real, I think I'm, I'm pretty vulnerable just, and I think it's just part of my personality. It's not something I try to force myself to do or think I need to be more vulnerable. That's how I could be better. I think I just, I just kind of, I'm naturally like that, you know? Um, so I would tell you kind of things and, and it was, it was really nice to have someone, um, you know, to say anything you need, so I'm there, you know, that was, mm -hmm. you have no idea what that could mean to someone in that kind of moment, you know? Um, but, uh, you know, I know you were going through your own thing too, but it was more like this was a pressure cooker and it was like, all right, 2020, I got to focus. What am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to do? And uh, what direction do I need to take my life into? And I, and I think you did say something very personal to me is that you wanted to connect with your faith again. Yes. You know, and mm -hmm. can tell me about that. Like what, what is the background of your faith? Uh, well, uh, growing up, I uh, went to uh, Jesuit school. So yeah. And then after that. Uh, That's a Catholic school. Catholic school. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Catholic, uh, born raised Catholic, uh, but then I wanted to like be uh, more uh, into my faith, you know, uh, get uh, into the church, be able to go more to the church, pray more, do Bible study about it, and then uh, you know, like get uh, more guidance in the stuff that I don't know. Like if you seek guidance on fitness, you would ask me, but mm -hmm. then did when I came came to uh, um, faith. You, I would ask you because you're, you're the yeah, expert on uh, on faith that I know. You're probably one of the most knowledgeable. You know what's interesting is uh, uh, so if you look at my Instagram, I mean Instagram, I don't really care about like persona, so mm -hmm. to speak. But there's something that I say there that I don't think I've I've never had a comment about it. But it's something that I put there personally was, um, you know, it says uh, a family man, psychiatric nurse practitioner. Mm -hmm fitness enthusiast it used to say crossfit cultist but i changed that during uh, the whole debacle mm -hmm. you know with cross crossfit with, with um Gre glassman. greg glassman i was like you know what screw this crossfit thing i'm just a fitness enthusiast i'm not like for this you know mm -hmm. i haven't changed it back uh music dabbler because i i do dabble in music i don't consider myself a musician but the last thing i put there is uh, aspiring catholic you know so i am baptized i am confirmed uh, i did get married in the church you know um but i know that i am not like my final form you know in my faith so i'm always yeah. aspiring you know so it it it, it touches me that you that you say that because i definitely don't feel like an expert you know um and and then even in crossfit you know I'll, people that are brand new to crossfit we have a new member uh like lee leo what's his name leon is it leon uh, older gentleman 
uh, he was working out with us the other day. Um, he wears that gold gold's gym. Um, uh, I'm blanking. Good man. Hold on, hold on. Uh, I got it. Uh, it starts with uh, Levon. Levon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice man. Uh, and um, so, I mean, I still consider myself like a, a practitioner. You know, like I, I don't consider myself as like a, a, an athlete, athlete. Even though we call ourselves athletes in CrossFit. I consider myself myself someone still learning, but then I have someone like him who's just coming in and he's like reaching out to me in the same way that you would reach out to me about faith. He reaches out to me at CrossFit yeah. and I reach out to you in CrossFit. So there's levels, you know, yeah, there's always someone to aspire to, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I thought that was really cool. And, you know, my wife and I had this conversation. I had this theory that, you know, during COVID, um, there were a lot of like conspiracy theories and like, why is this happening? Oh, this is a, attack from some government or something is happening like behind the scenes you know yeah. and, and people would have these weird theories at least they, they seem weird to me and that's not an offense it just was it was it oh, was conspiracy theories yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, you know there are plenty uh, out there about anything and yeah. some you know turn out to be no it's not a theory it's actually it's this is actually real, what happened yeah. you know um might but be uh, real might be done right and, there, and that's the so int- how many coincidences makes it a truth right and and so my theory uh, around that time was i think people have these conspiracy theories because they don't have faith you know like for me like the way i contextualized 2020 was that uh they had to blame it on somebody you know yeah yeah they had to blame it on something so it made sense but if but because i think i had this um faith background the way i looked at 2020 was um God allowed this to happen for a reason, shut everybody down, you know, so that we can all hopefully have this time period in our life well, to make course correction, you know. People need to understand that. I, I mean, one of the biggest thing I understand during those, those times, I mean, um, during isolation and you started, like, started doing more Bible study, uh, people need to understand that uh, Christ uh, died for our sins and then uh, all of our sins are forgiven. And the moment uh, we realize that it's, it's, so much there's so much more to life right all of our sins are forgiven like you just need to believe that they are Mm. there's afterlife after that you will go to heaven and that's interesting because a lot of people you know and this isn't a judgment but you know people are at have their own right to live however they want to live in in whatever mindset you know but to me that's just such a weird thing like there's nothing after this because to say there was nothing nothing after this means there was nothing before this where did we come from? Where are we going? Why are we here? Like, is there? If you look at anything beautiful, there has to be an intelligent designer. You know, you look at a watch, right? You open up a watch and you see how complex the inside workings the inside of a watch of the, are. There is an intelligent creator who designed yeah, God, this watch. God is real. They just need to start believing. Yeah, and that's something I think you started coming to grips with because I think um, as I was going through my own thing, I know for you, you were also, and this is, you know, I had told you my close friends I like having on here so I can challenge and we can discuss things openly yeah. without any judgment, mm-hmm. you know, but I think you, you, you had kind of get roped into that as well. Like to think like, why is this happening? This is what the government's doing. You know, this, these kinds of thoughts. Yeah. I mean, uh, back then, you know, I was thinking, uh, uh, is this, is this coaching thing for me? Like, because like I have a you know I have a BS degree in engineering you know I just go back to the workforce work the nine to five and then be unhappy and then be like miserable from nine to five and then go back and then that's it yeah, it really caused you to yeah. change to think about your life you yeah, know and, yeah. and your direction of course I, I, I at that moment I uh, 
you know, my, my mom was going uh, uh, through some uh, financial problems. And then, I, you know, what I did is just like uh, I just sold my car and then gave her all my s- savings and then uh, helped her out because uh, she she's just she, my mom. Um, she uh, raised me by like basically by herself. My parents didn't have the best marriage. So, mm. yeah. So um, I my mom is all I have right now because then somebody once told me like family's everything and then you you start during this time this times like back then during those times you're like you you think to yourself what else do you do you have like besides your family that there's nothing else like families that's it material things money comes and goes a car is just a car but my mom is my mom and then she was just going through some financial struggles and she needed the money was that you know i have never seen you weak <laughs> you know mm-hmm. i've never seen you uh I mean, I see you suffer in workouts, but I've never seen you weak, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and in the context of, you know, dealing with everything, you know, with 2020, you know, your mom's financial situation and you um, kind of having this like enlightenment, like I need to do something more serious with my life. I, I, I mean, I'm coaching, but I need to coach like this needs to be my calling, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have like emotional struggles in that time? Oh, I did. I did have uh, maybe a day, two, two days. Some some people noticed though in the mornings, like in, at the gym. So yeah. They, they were like, are, "Are you okay?" And then I was like, ah, you know, I'll be fine." You yeah. Know? It, it the struggle is almost over. Yeah. Like, and then it 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 did. You know, the more I thought about it, like you didn't pray about it, be like, this is not. Uh, it, it the struggle is just like um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for is um momentary yeah it's not there's it might not be over today or tomorrow it wasn't over in a week it wasn't over months it wasn't over in 2020 but it was it's over now yeah yeah you know what i always thought was interesting with you is you don't say negative things like you don't say negative things about people even if your situation can appear negative you don't talk about it in a negative way and i thought that was interesting especially like for example no honestly when i when i sold my car i was like uh you know uh, i'll just take out biking yeah and it's, then it's I got wild. super fit. <laughs> it, your, your How mind, wild is that? You know, like it actually helped me get fitter. Your mindset is very different from a lot of people. You know, it, uh, a lot of people kind of go into this woe is me mentality. But yeah. I mean, even for example, you qualified for Bolivia for 2020 for the games, right? Yeah. As a, as a, uh, what do you call it? yeah, 2019, 2020. Yeah. yeah. What do you call that again? National uh, champion. Na- national champion. Yeah. You qualified. And then all the, the national qualifiers, you know, were told that there's not going to be, you know, uh, national uh, athletes. There, yeah, the national athletes weren't going to be at the yeah. games. Uh, to me, that was like, ah, oh, it gives you another year to work harder. That you was know, it. You know, it wasn't like, oh, man. They changed, uh, this year, they changed the format, too. So it was just like, uh, you know what? Uh, you know, you don't want the easy way. Yeah, I never wanted the easy way. I never asked to be a national champion. It just sort of happened. Yeah. I never wanted to be, you know, I never wanted to be the easiest way. Like, I always wanted to go to the regional uh, um take a regionals and then maybe like games like yeah. first of all make it to that step yeah like regionals then games and then be at the top level of the top dogs because like, I, I know i could keep up with them but yeah. then i never wanted it the easy way but uh this year they changed it they made it the semifinals uh i missed it by like uh 10 spots 14 14 spots and then because my semifinal is not here is in south america so uh-huh. i missed about 14 spots because i couldn't front squat a lot i couple of mistakes happen yeah yeah i didn't know you could do the workouts in in different times so yeah so that i think you know you're you know because we all care about you you know we all we all saw it you know mm-hmm. just like you saw it in me like you weren't like um you weren't the rodrigo that we knew because you were you were dealing with things you know and but you're you never talked about how hard it was you never you never played uh, the part of the sufferer 
you know no i i i wouldn't uh i wouldn't want people to see me that way yeah. you know even though like deep down inside i was just like i was just like wow why is this happening mm. i always thought like it, it it'll be over it, it, it it's over now it's been over so for me now i'm gonna get a car yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's a good thing i i get a car now uh i don't need to like be depending on on, on uber or just be uh biking uh to the gym mm. uh, so i you know now and i mean so i think 2020 for you it sounds like faith started to become cultivated right because when you're young and you're you know I think one thing about Catholicism is you go through these things like mm-hmm. uh, baptism, confirmation, you know, your first communion, confirmation, or marriage. But it, it tends to be just like a ritual for a lot of people. Like, you know, um, it's just something you do because the church says so. But for you, it sounds like you somehow in 2020, you had this uh, realization, like, I need to connect with my faith. And now, uh, as, yeah, a, as I, an athlete. I need to connect with my faith. And yeah. it, uh, um, I just want to, the more I prayed, things got better. How, yeah. how crazy is that? Like yeah. The more you pray, it, it, like you, you shouldn't expect anything uh, in return. Yeah. Obviously, it, that's one of the, the if I I don't remember well, correct me. It says like uh, you shouldn't test God. Yeah. Because you know God God is like you shouldn't test God. Be, be expecting anything from Him, but you, you know if if you believe without expecting anything in return, He will give you. Yeah. He will give. Is is that right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know, I think one of the um, the stories in the Bible is about Job. You know, I mean, there's debate as to whether Job is a real story or not a real story, or if it's just a, a, a fable to highlight a point, you know? So, you know, Job is this character in the Bible and uh, he loves God, you know, he, and he's, he has a wife, he has children, he has money, he has a home, he has everything in life. And so the story goes that uh, the devil and God are talking one day and de- the devil says to God, Job only loves you because you've given him so much. And so God says, no, he loves me a hundred percent, and he's and so the devil says, "Let me test him, and let's just see how much he loves you." So God granted him permission. You know, mm-hmm. God had to grant him the devil permission to test Job. So what the devil did was he made Job. Uh, his wife died. His children died. He became sick with uh, with a major illness. Lost all his money. Lost everything. And so in the story, Job's friends say, "What have you done to anger God? Like how could?" You must have done something terrible for God to let all this happen to you. And then Job, time and time again, I mean, this goes on for pages and pages. You know, his friends trying to make the case that God doesn't love him or that he did something that God is angry at him for. And so Job just says, no, I, I love the Lord, you know, and no matter what, you and know, that, I know he, he's really going to provide. True. That's really, and, and that's, that's really and that's what he just kept saying over and over and over again until in the story, the devil's you know, is like, yeah. yeah, you know what, God? <laughs> well, to me, to me right. the moment re- realization, it, it was like, uh, you know, God is faithful no matter what. Yeah. Like the, the instances, good, bad, evil, uh, very good. You know, and, yeah. and to me, it was like, I, I didn't, I haven't even done anything wrong to anybody. Yeah. I, like I tried to like be a role model. Dude, and, you're, to me, I, I, you're, you're basically like a living saint. Like I, yeah. you're just a good dude, so, you know? So for me, it was like, uh, it, it was trying to understand like why was that happening and like why the coronavirus like was happening or like why uh um my job was like uh it, well the gyms were closed so like i couldn't work so mm-hmm. and then i was like ah why is why is this and just just gotta keep faith you know yeah. be you know no matter what uh god is faithful and it, like no matter good evil he he will always be there for you and that's so interesting because your story is like the job story you know so just to make some um, 
just to make some uh, uh, parallels, for example, you know, in this story, you know, God finally, you know, stops the devil from testing him. And then God gives him a new wife, more, uh, more children, gives him 10 times or hundredfold his wealth, you know, that he had before. So in the same way, you, like you went through 2020 and you had your work taken away from you. You were questioning, you know, uh, your, are you, I'm going to have enough, you know, your mom lost her job. You gave away your car, you know, you know, to help pay for things in the household, which is crazy to me. Not only that, but you were coaching people. You were, you were, um, even raising money, you know, I, what was that? The, the meat, uh, a company that gives food. Yeah. To yeah, other gives, people? yeah. So what, what is it called? Um, give back, give back. Yeah. So even through like your storm, you know, in the same way, like, like Job, like you were still doing for other people when you didn't have to, you know, you were still being an example for people when you didn't have to. And now like in your story, now you're coaching again, you know, you have more clients. Now I think you have solidified a good client base that is paying you what you're worth. Mm -hmm. Uh, you have, you said that you made more money in 2020 than you have ever in your life. You know, probably I'm assuming through investments too, right? Yeah. Investments. Yeah. Too, uh, <laughs> by crypto. <laughs> Bitcoin only. Yeah. It's uh, it's actually legal in Salvador. Yeah. So, <laughs> Just so, know it's going to blow up. So this is like totally, you know, it's, it's a very similar story to yours. I mean, you kept the faith and because you kept faith, you're able to stand here. If you didn't have faith, you could have, you know, fallen apart and not without literally without faith and fitness and maybe like friends and family. Uh, I don't know where I would be. Yeah. And then what's so bad about it? I, I just want to share that. It's really good. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. You and know, it, it, <laughs> fate, family, f friends, fitness. It's literally something that everybody should have in their life. And I think right now you're, I mean, to kind of uh, cross over from faith, into fitness together like you now you're um you're doing mayhem athlete training yes right mayhem athlete is through uh mayhem R yeah mayhem yeah uh, 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 rich froning fr yeah, yeah with through rich froning and rich froning is a man of faith which i love i mean I i've seen his documentary you know um and he's really about it it's not yeah. he's not just talking i was uh, i was programming for myself uh last year uh during the pandemic but then i started doing some workouts i liked the programming and then the one thing that i really really like is that they line up with my values i want to be um i'm seeking to spread the word of uh the lord uh, i'm trying to like uh teach his his ways to everybody and then uh try to influence people but the youth maybe like my clients maybe somebody needs to hear this you know like understand that the more you pray things are going to be good yeah and if they're not they're going to be over soon i think in the same way like the more you exercise the healthier you're going to be yeah yeah right exactly. that's just, there's so many there's so many parallels from faith and and fitness and back and forth you know and um you know one one thing that uh uh is an encouragement that i i try to keep in mind myself and to share with other people who want to do that is you know there's this old saying uh if um uh if uh when you preach the gospel uh or what is it uh, i'm going to mess this up uh preach the gospel if necessary use words and what that means is you live the life of the gospel. Like you love the Lord, you you help people, you serve, you know, you don't judge, you um, you support, uh, you pray, you do these things, and people naturally, you, you don't even have to tell people sometimes. So it's when it's necessary, use words. So someone tells you, you know, I, oh man, I don't know what my life is about. Maybe that's the time that you insert, you know, like, insert, yeah. well, like, what does that mean for you? You know, like, do you have any faith? Do you have a why? Yeah. You, yeah. Like, do you have a why? What's your why? What's your why? I mean, and do my you, why is to help people. Yeah. And, uh, and it seems that, you know, God has really given you that gift to be able to do that. And you want to share that with, yeah, with really, whoever. I really want to share with everybody that you know, 
try i'm here to help if you you're somebody i'm just a dm away <laughs> you're not talking about the ladies you're talking about just anybody a- any, now. anybody yeah, not yeah. just the ladies <laughs> Uh, uh, Rodrigo is uh, is a single man uh, and always on the on the prowl. You know this guy. I, I mean, any woman we look at, have him. If you if you uh, if you're interested, DM me so that I can uh, look at your um, your statistics. You know, in oh, your dear. life and see if he's a if you're an appropriate match. I will be the um, uh, the the bumble, but kind of old school analog. Like I'll just say, hey, you might be a good fit for this man. This yeah, guy. Always, yeah. always remember eight or higher. <laughs> good man. So I mean, in terms of your your and molding your faith and fitness life with mayhem athletes is, is, uh, uh, what are you doing with them? And how is, how is mayhem, uh, promoting your faith? Well, uh, they, so you have a track, uh, you, you get the program, but they also have a track of faith. Uh, what they, uh, you do Bible study. That's amazing. And, uh, how and, often do you do that? Uh, the Bible study. I yeah. do it every day, uh, every between, day, yeah, you know, between sets, I'm like reading. So people ask me like, what are you doing on your phone? Like you're just sitting down. There's a picture of mute actually, uh, um, that he took uh, like two years ago. Uh huh. No, no, back in GSP, and then he 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 posted a picture of me just reading my phone. I wasn't. <laughs> I was reading the Bible. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. And I started doing that more often, you know. And I like I I I'm not an expert on the Bible reading, so that's why I seek guidance now. Yeah, you know, and and that's another thing that I, I love about faith and fitness is what it taught me in terms of um, f- fitness has actually taught me something very important in regards to my faith right fitness taught me through crossfit actually is that someone needs to be programming for me someone needs to be telling me what to do because i don't know this i'm not a personal trainer i don't study this stuff you know it's not my full-time job so i need to have someone guiding me i need to have a community guiding me i need to have other people around me who inspire me to do something uh and and it also being around other people helps me to kind of assess where i'm at not that i need to be better than somebody but um, if I see that someone's at a similar level than me, you know, then I can I have more of an idea of what I'm capable of doing. Right. And so in a similar way, in terms of faith, you know, um, there is the church who guides. You know, I remember when I was really getting to my faith around like 16, 17, 18, I'd read the Bible and I'd get and I would think something about a particular verse, but it was wrong. It was wrong. Yeah. It was completely wrong. You know, you so I'll give you an example. So. Uh, depending on different Bibles, you get different translations, you know? So this one Bible verse that I think has been an anchor for me is, uh, Jeremiah 29, 11. It says, um, at least the first time I read it in this other, uh, translation, I think it was the NIV translation said, uh, for I know I have the plans, uh, for I know the plans I have in store for you, plans to bring about prosperity, not disaster, plans to bring you the, the future that you hope for, you know? So through this translation, my understanding was I hope for a wife and children. I hope that I get the house that I want to live in. Um, I hope that I have money, you know? So that is a, um, I had come to understand later on by reading it differently in a different translation, in, uh, in, in a Catholic uh, translation. It says, instead of a future that you hope for, it says a future full of hope, you know? And so, I could have been hoping for the wrong things. I mean, you have these young kids. I hope I become a rapper and make a lot of money. You know, I hope Mm -hmm. that I get the baddest girl in the world. I hope that I'll be, uh, you know, famous on Instagram or TikTok. You know, we can hope in the wrong things. You know, so like back in the day, even though what I wanted wasn't bad, it is more valuable to have a future full of hope for things that I don't even know that I want right now 
rather than have everything that I hope for because everything that I hope for could be limited, you know? Right. Um, so that was like, wow, you know? Um, so it's like when we're younger in our, in our faith, like we really need to have people guiding us to the correct thoughts, to the correct thought. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you doing Bible study with mayhem, I mean, uh, is there anything in particular that has struck you that has kind of changed your way of thinking about your faith as you're, as you're on your journey to becoming, uh, more enlightened about your faith? Um, what was it? Oh yeah. So, um, I can't remember the verse, but, uh, it was talked about like Jesus, uh, to the, um, uh, apostles, uh, that they shouldn't be afraid of showing, uh, that they follow Jesus. So yeah. to me before I was just, uh, you know, I always been like faithful, but it, I, I wasn't, I was a little bit afraid of showing it, you know, like b- before I, uh, I was afraid of, uh, uh, I, I, even then, you know, like they, they used to be like, oh, you, you know, like faith fitness. You don't want to be like, oh, retroning. What, but <laughs> dude, what's wrong about it? You know, like he, he practiced faith. He exercised a lot. What else do you want from him? And like people trying to put him down, like because he has faith. He, faith. What, what do you want him to do? Be drinking on the weekends, like to go and party? Like what's wrong about it? Like yeah. what's wrong about it that somebody that uh, likes to work out and then be faithful, like you know. And then to me, I was like, I'm not going to be afraid anymore. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, and if you're not, uh, if you don't like it, you don't have to listen to me. You don't have to be my friend. I mean, we could just be acquaintances, but uh, if you try, you don't line up with my values, you're not going to be in my inner circle. Like that's it. Like, yeah, I, I would try to like change you into the good side and be like, try to uh, maybe enlighten you, like try to go with church with you. But if you're not lining up with my values, I'm not going to try to reach to you. Like, that's it. You know, I, I think the the one thing that Rich Froning did, you know, is that he gave glory back to God. You know, yeah. I think what happens, you know, in sport, you have a lot of people who just want to give glory to themselves. To I, I worked this hard. I got myself here. You know what? the I think the interesting thing about that is if we're giving glory to ourselves, we I mean, there is only so much that we can do to create ourselves, right? We are all given a certain amount of intellect, a certain amount of physical skills, strength that we can start with. We can always build from there. But, you know, we could have been born with a disability. We could have been born with, you know, a low... Oh, I'm so grateful. Like, every morning, you you know, uh, say you wake up, you should be grateful. You're alive. There's many people in the hospital that actually wishing you... They, they have your opportunity yeah. to actually wake up could have had this illness you know and the thing is we can't determine that you know so and to me like when i when i see someone that gives glory to god it's like oh that's awesome because they're aware of they had something at least to start with to be able to get them where they're at you know versus someone who's only giving glory to themselves like you wouldn't have made it there if you weren't given something a gift so offer the gift back so when i see athletes like you know uh rich froning uh chris spieler you know um uh, uh, Guido Trinidad, you know, I, I even see like Noah Olson now, like really, um, mm-hmm. a, you know, attending even, church and, yeah, and, and, and being Chandler. involved. Chandler Smith, you know, um, giving glory back. Like to me, that's awesome. That is amazing because they know from where they came, you know, and uh, and they know where they need to give the glory back to. And it sounds like that's what you're doing now. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and I see it. You're, you're, I mean, we haven't had many faith talks, but like I know you as a faithful man, like, um, as a, a man after God's own heart, and I think that you're on that chase. Right? Yeah, I am. I am. I'm seeking guidance for that. I'm, I'm on um, 
that's what I asked you like uh, a few days ago, and then uh, we got into this topic of like faith, family, and fitness. I asked you to be my sponsor for my confirmation. So yeah, yeah. I almost I almost teared when you asked me to be your sponsor for uh, for that. You know, because you know I don't you know um, I don't I don't look at myself as as you know as anyone with a special religious you know ideation. For me, I just do what I do because it helps me. It helps me to it helps to serve my soul. And also, it helps me to do what I do. I mean, my, my work as a psychiatric nurse practitioner, I got to fill my tank. If I don't fill my, my spiritual tank, I mean, even though I'm not preaching when I'm meeting with patients, I'm able to love someone who might otherwise be difficult to love. You know, there are so many times where, you know, I might interact with someone on staff who says, you know, this person's a real asshole. You're going to have a real hard time talking to this person. Oh, I get it sometimes. Yeah, so sometimes that'll, that'll happen. And my initial thought was, is always how can I love this person? How can I how can I understand this person better and to show them care and to understand the situation? Because nobody is an asshole because no, they no, want to be an asshole. No, no. Like no one tries to be an asshole. It, it you just you you ever seen a dog? Um, like you ever had a puppy? You, you know, sure. Puppies are like just uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like kids, Un- unconditional love. Un- unconditional love. Yeah, like, kids the same. The same way, like yeah. you, you like look at at a kid. They don't know anger. Yeah, they don't know anger. Anger is taught to us. It's programmed. Yeah, it's programmed. Yeah, you know, bad things happen in life that, you know, if the person's not aware, you know, people develop a personality based on the things that have happened to them. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's always been like, man, like, no, like we're all like kind of uh, these. Uh, we come into the world like perfect. You know, for yeah, for for me was uh um you know like. If I get angry, it's just trying to find the why. Like, why am I angry? Like, the, 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 like things could be worse. And then for me, it was finding, uh, helping. To help people, I had to help myself. Correct. And going through the root cause of why am I angry? Like, what's the whole cause of anger? Like, you know, for me, it was like probably the uh, last year, I also made peace with my, um, with my dad. Uh, so, like, I reached out back to him, talked to him. Uh, cause you always got to honor your uh, parents. I love that. You know, and that kind of segues into a uh, family, you know, um, kind of like to round this about in talking. I mean, we talked about faith and how that's shaped your life and how it molds into fitness, but also friends and family, like they are supports, you know? Um, and th- this is a, bi- a biblical, uh, principle is to honor your father, honor your father, you know, yeah. no matter what. So if, no matter what, if you, um, it's interesting cause you know, my wife and I, Arlene, um, you know, uh, Arlene and I were talking and I had mentioned how you sold your car to help your mother. And she's like, you know, is, is Rodrigo's dad in the picture? And I was like, you know, I don't know if Rodrigo's dad is alive or, or, nope. or, or if he, or no, if he's, he, he's alive. Yeah. But, I didn't uh, know because you've picture, never yeah. talked about your father. So no. could, let's, um, go there. Like, so, um, yeah, you know, like any marriage, you know, parents, like my parents, like marriage wasn't it like the best. So like they, uh, separated and then my dad wasn't in the picture. Uh, but my dad and mom, they still had a, a, a son, uh, which is my brother. So uh, uh, my brother, like, doesn't have a close relationship with my dad. Uh, I have a closer relationship with my brother. But just for the reason that my dad wasn't there for my brother and mostly for me for my teenage year, years, it, like, I, I, I uh, developed some resentment. Yeah. But then now I, I had to, like, help myself help myself so i could start helping people yeah so 
Um, so I just reached back to him and then I made my peace. So. And that's amazing. You see, like, and I think that's one of those things, you know, how I mentioned, you know, we have this innate like ability, whether intellectually, physically or whatever, uh, we have the option to glorify God with that or not. And to give glory back in, in that way to say, like, God gave me this and that's why I've been able to do what I do. Yeah. For God, me to actually glorify God, I need to actually follow the commandments, you know, well, honor your father. And you and, did that innately. It sounds like something you you something in your spirit guided you to do that. Mm -hmm. It sounds like like what? I mean, when did you decide like I need to have a relationship with my father? Uh, last year, yeah. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's a gift, right? And it, and you know what? Like that thought so, came. So so right? I mean, for for some people, they they would wish to have that dad alive. So I they, I actually be I was like you know. Some people actually wish their dad was alive. I'm lucky that I have mine, so I should try to have a little relationship with him. Uh, last year, I didn't know he had a son for a few years now, and so I met my. I, I talked to my half brother. So that is, yeah. it's it's interesting because you're 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 a very calm, collected man, you know. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't your 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 voice and the way you're saying things doesn't express how huge that is, you yeah. know, that you have a brother. Um, who now you now know and that you have a relationship with your father. I mean, granted, you know, I'm sure that's not how you wanted things to be, right? You didn't want your parents to split up. You didn't want to have this period no, of, of course, estrangement. For, for me, at the values of a family, is just yeah. be like, uh, I mean, my goal uh, in life is just to help people and then from there maybe uh, make a family and then be the best father because mm. then you need better fathers for this society. A hundred percent. Father's guide, uh, the kids, you know, yeah, better guidance to the youth. Without guidance, uh, the youth is going to be lost. You know, um, I think it was Pope John Paul that said this: is that the the family, the way the family goes, so goes society. So if you see all the divorce, you know, like fathers play such an important role in a child's life. Like, I, you know, you don't know this, but uh, I had a similar situation with my father and my mother. They divorced when I was about sixteen, seventeen. And yeah. And mm -hmm. so, um, I had a lot of resentment against my father because he, you know, he got married before the divorce for to a woman. Oh, that that happened to my, um, yep. Yeah. Uh, my dad, uh, had, uh, I'm pretty sure he's not married yet, but he had a this, relationship. No, he had, he had, yeah, yeah. He had a relationship before my parents were divorced. Uh, and then he had, uh, this son before they were divorced and we were actually my, my, uh, yeah, they were, they were. My parents were still together while the other, his other son was uh, born. But you know, he's human. Yeah, and, can't do anything about and it. And the thing is, you know, things happen that we don't know about, right? I, I mean, and you know, being men, we tend to be mamas' boys, right? And and, and mothers and uh, sons have a very special connection, especially if you're, you're the oldest, aren't you? Uh the middle. The middle is yeah. Ali older than you? Ali is older. Oh, really? I thought yeah. you were older. No. Nope. Well, I mean, in, in my case with my dad, something just like you, something in me said, you know, you need to have a relationship with your father. Mm -hmm. And so despite like how I felt, you know, about what happened with my parents, you know, my mom was the one always telling me stories about what was going on. So I, I, I took her side, I side, guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I took her side Same. naturally. But then, you know, what I would do is every like every month or so I'd sit and go to a coffee shop with my dad and we would talk, you know, and it was the point of it was to I knew if I ever wanted to be a family man, a father. I needed to have a relationship with my own father. Yeah, you will seek seek advice from him. Absolutely, mm -hmm. it's not not seek advice, but then also understand his story. You know, <clears throat> so I, I think fathers, you know, were 
we're all yeah, human. everyone we'll has mistakes. a story we all make mistakes mm-hmm. right so like sometimes you know we can have a father who does everything the right way you know and we follow all the things that he did well, i was i was lucky that i uh i uh my my grandparent like my grandfather uh now that he rest in peace but yeah he he and my uh, grandmother like raised me. Right, so you yeah. had that example in your grandfather. Yeah, my very blessed. Yeah. Very blessed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I didn't have grandparents ever. Yeah. Well, no, I say that my my mom's mom was alive, but we didn't have a relationship really. Um, but then you know to be able to sit with my dad and talk, then I got to learn his story as to what was wrong with their relationship through my dad, at, and the things that he did or didn't do, good or for better or for worse. I was able to learn and uh, translate that into my own marriage, you know? So, I mean, one of the things, for example, is my dad really suffered with my mom and not telling him how he felt about certain things, you know? Yeah. You know, if she- if Communication. She, yeah, and, and because of that, he just became resentful and, and was hurt and did what he did, you know? Mm-hmm. Versus, you know, now, like when I have a problem in my marriage, I tell my wife, like, this is, this this is, is an issue. Angry, yeah, yeah, this is making me, this is an issue. I, I, this is unacceptable well, to me. any relationship, you know, right, uh, the right. key thing is having communication. Absolutely. If, if there's no communication, that it will go nowhere. Yeah, and I mean, that's it. marriages yeah. break down for two reasons, communication and money, you mm-hmm. know, uh, obviously other, there's other things, but I mean, those are two the, main things that lead to everything yeah. else, you know? So that's a beautiful thing. So now, I mean, uh, you have a very tight relationship with your sister, I see, and and your mom. Yeah, you know, she's basically my best friend. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Ali's gonna hear this and cry. No, yeah. no, she she knows. And uh, then, uh, yeah, I, I I mean, we have a really close relationship with with her, and I, you know, uh, she's my sister. But that's it. Like we're family. Family. The, you. There's one thing you always have in life is family, and then that made me realize, you know, my dad is my dad. And then uh, I got to, like, make peace with him. Mm. How is it now with your dad? Oh, it's it's good. Uh, not not so good. I mean, it's kind of strange. I mean, he calls me, like, once a month. We talk about it. You know, like, he, he, he kind of talk to his son. Uh, I, I still talk to him and try to be nice. I, I got to send him a PS4. Yeah. You got I, a what? I got to send him my PS4. Cause I don't uh-huh. use him. Oh really? Yeah, he asked me. Uh, no, I was like talking about it. I, I was like, you know, I have a PS4, so I'll just just send it to him. He plays PS4, or it's, or it's for your brother. It's for 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 my brother. Oh, uh, yeah. I was gonna say, I was like, your dad plays PS4. No, no, cool. no, for for his son. Yeah. You know, and that's the one thing I see. At, you know, in in talking with you about your family, the the depth of sacrifice that you do. I mean, to sell your car, you're a better man than me. I mean, you might say something like, oh, you know, you're Catholic, and I look up to you in that way, but I'm. I know one of my big issues is selfishness that I need to work on and giving, you know, I, it's a struggle for me always. Yeah. But you, like I you mean, sacrifice uh, for your family. That, that really, uh, that was, uh, something I had like to think about it. But then at the same time I was like, you know, it's just material. Yeah. yeah. I just, the, the less you have, God is going to give you back. Mm. And, yep. and he has, I mean, mm-hmm. so, I mean, in regards to a family, it sounds like, you know, you're, you're working on your relationship with your father, I mean, which is a beautiful thing, and, and forming a relationship with your baby brother. I mean, to be able to give him a PS4, you know, I, I see this a lot in my work is that sometimes people have a resentment against yeah. the offspring you of know, their my, father. When, when I told my mom about it, my mom was like, why? And I was like, you know, the kid, you know, he doesn't have it. But my mom, she still has the resentment. She was like, why? Why? Like, he, what are you trying to do? Like, I was... I'm just trying to be nice, you know? And the, you know what the crazy thing is? No one asks to come into the world. Like, no one asks to be born. Yeah, I mean, he he has not nothing to do with their yeah. mood. Like, they're, he, 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 um, if, if I had to say it, it's just like, he's, uh, he's innocent. 
you know, like he he th- didn't know that he was coming in into this role. So how old is your brother? Your half your half brother? Yeah, uh, eleven. Wow, yeah, eleven. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing that you're able to have that relationship. Actually, there a good friend of mine. Uh, I've known him actually through his uh, wife when I went to nursing school. Um, his wife's name is Donna. Um, his name is Alexis. He, he's actually in, uh, like really blowing up on the comedy scene now. But uh, I, I saw that he posted something today, and I've never seen him post anything that been like that had been like um, vulnerable. And he talked about how his father had a, a relationship uh, with a woman outside of their his parents' marriage, and he has a baby brother, you know, and and he hadn't seen this this uh, his brother his half brother since uh, his brother was six, and I think now he's like in his late teens or something. Mm-hmm. I think I, when I saw that, it was I think he was like maybe eighteen or so. <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but he said it's so crazy how I didn't know this about you and your father and your half brother, and I saw that from him earlier today, and I was like, man, that's a beautiful thing. I don't know if I could do what you guys both are doing, like forming a relationship. Hypothetically speaking, that could happen to me. I don't know, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but uh, like you, I definitely appreciate having a relationship with my father, you know, and understanding his story and and honoring our fathers. You know, it's I huge. think it's huge. And I and I think too, when we do that, at, at least I've experienced this through being a father. Uh, I feel that I get blessed through that to be a better father to my children. Yeah. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, that should be the goal: be a better father. Yeah. So and, and so. Now on the on the friend side, there's a couple of things I want to talk about here. I, what I saw with you during 2020 is that, um, you know, we were all isolated, you know. But then when the gym started opening up, something I saw from you that was different was you were now kind of uh, slowly growing this tribe of yours, you know, of of friends that I hadn't seen before. I know uh, you, I, I know you have friends that I don't know, mm-hmm. but like at uh, at reinvented particular in particular, I I'd see you guys all hanging out, and I'm like, oh man, I'm so happy for. I've said this in my mind, but I haven't told you that I'm, I was so happy that you had like uh, a good cohort of people around you that care about you, that love you, that celebrate you. Um, Cause I, I hadn't seen that in the and past. I love them. I love them. Yeah. I, I know yeah. you do. Uh, give them some shout outs. Who's in that list? Uh, Mikey. Mikey's definitely on that Mikey's list. In love. I know uh, um, Jesse, Jesse, Jose, I know Christina, Jose, Christina. And then we have uh, Alex, Alex, uh, Kenny, Kenny. Kenny I mean, just like really good like quality people. like mm-hmm. no malice no judgment no competition uh it's just a beautiful thing so i'd see you guys go out and i'm like i'm so glad he has that you know and and uh, and, he, and everyone like i'm glad that you guys all have that you know and there was such a shift that i saw in just like your the, your expression of joy and and uh and being able to joke around more like it's, yeah. it was just such a beautiful thing mm-hmm. um and I think in the past, you know, you and I both know that experience about having people around us who don't really seem to be for us, yeah, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and which is so. Um, the people that, that don't celebrate your victories. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When people, you know, you, you have a victory, people judge you why you were victorious and how it's not a legitimate oh, victory. You, you should celebrate. We elevate each other. 100%. I elevate them and then he, they elevate me. So, yeah. And, and then hopefully we elevate everybody. And I see that. This, I mean. <clears throat> the, the, the really the gym um you know since since it opened till now it the vibes are much um much more tangible it's a lot more fun it's a lot more um 
family oriented and everyone's really tight now mm-hmm. and there's no clicks you know i've been in there I've shouldn't been, be every everybody should be included everyone should be there's no you know uh, i beat you in the workout today blah, 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 blah. you know it it and there's no like these breaks i mean yeah well people you gotta understand it's just a workout there's more 100 percent. there's more more than life to training or competition yeah i mean you and i both know when we were at a previous gym at gsp very clicky you know like you were there were in crowds in the gym you know and that always bothered me because I've always been a kind of dude that can kind of, um, even since high school, I've always been the type to kind of go from one click to another and I'm cool well, with everybody. As me as a, I, I call my, I want to be a leader. Mm-hmm. And as a leader, I just don't want no no clicks. Everybody should be included. And you and set it, that tone. It, yeah. yeah. I love that. And if somebody comes to me like with some gossip, I, you know, I don't want to hear the gossip, you know, like go talk to the corner, leave me away from your gossip. Uh, bunch of gossip but it's still I, I just don't want to hear the gossip and you, you saw me once i was like i don't want to hear it yeah you just stopped it yeah i, I just I, don't want to hear it I, re- I do remember that yeah um someone had said something not very nice and it, it really annoyed me and so i i re- immediately wanted to trash the person you were yeah. like why are you even talking about it? don't think about it who cares mm-hmm. and i'm like wow i like i like where his head's at i mean because for one thing i admire about you very much is that i mean I think anyone that's successful at what they're doing is going to have, you know, I hate to be cliche, but everyone's going to have haters, you know, mm-hmm. the people don't like talk trash or, or put hate on people unless, you know, they're doing something that's out of the norm, mm-hmm. you know, and for you, you've um, really focused on faith, family and fitness and being good stay to, and, and stay in your lane. Mm-hmm. And like to me, it's just bizarre for anyone to ever say anything negative, but people do about you, about me, about anyone else doing something good with their life and trying to be an example. Um, so how do you handle that? Me, uh, understanding that, uh, they don't know me. Mm. I, this might be my face. Yeah. You know? I mean, if you see in a video, they, they just see me like somebody that serious, but no, I just a resting bitch face, you know, <laughs> the RIP. I've never thought you had resting bitch face. Yeah. yeah. But some <laughs> but people think, some so, people, yeah, yeah but then, that. uh, I'm just, you know, uh, dealing with that is just understanding that they don't know you. Like, and then if they don't know you and they, they hate you when they know you, then they're not for you. Mm. Like to me, it's just like, uh, I love fitness. I love my faith. Uh, I want to include my family and my friends to know that. And then if you don't like that, then you don't have to be part of it. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll, the, I, I'm seeking to like be with people that elevate each other. We celebrate each other's victories. Um, you, if you don't like somebody like beating you by five seconds, then you don't have to be our friend. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, I, I, I like when people, I think there's a, a, a weird line between, and I think everyone has to kind of decipher it for themselves. People that encourage you, uh, you know, they push you and they challenge you in a certain thing, either a workout or in life in some other domain. Competition versus, is good. Yeah. Competition is, I think competition is good. Um, but what you said about we should be celebrating, uh, celebrating each other's wins yeah. I, I don't understand why more people aren't doing that. I want everyone to win. Hands yeah, it, down. If you win, I win. Yeah, exactly. And we if all you, win. Exa- exactly. That's the whole point, you know. Like Celebrate it, each other's victories. Like, what's so hard about it? No, nothing. Yeah. You don't lose anything. You know, it, 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 I think it really, I'm, I I'm just guessing I'm not a wise person, but I'm thinking maybe there's just like some kind of inag- inadequacy in the person in, in terms of their, their self-esteem or their ego that they feel that if someone beats them, it, it's a, it's like a, they're less than if someone else beats well, them. Then you start understanding that there's more to life than a workout or a competition. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's interesting because I, I, there was someone I wanted to talk to just about these topics, but you really kind of 
stood out and in the faith family and fitness zone as someone that I truly do know uh, more personally. And, and I see how for you, uh, the trifecta of faith, family and fitness, uh, you know, the topic was exercise to exercise, exercise as in fitness exercises in like kind of that spiritual exorcism. Mm -hmm. But I think for you, faith, family and fitness has been like the extra, like the exorcism tools for your life to get out anything negative. I mean, cause really, um, you know, you're, you're a good soul. Like, you know, I, I love that, that, uh, company that it was like a rich froning and, um, uh, who was the other guy? Uh, Josh Bridges, Bridges. they would have the good dudes, good dudes. That, that, yeah, yeah. Like you're one of these people. I'm like, this is a freaking good dude and someone I can learn a lot from in many different domains. Mm -hmm. And what I love too, is that we're both like learning and experiencing things through each other, you know, and yes, and building a community at reinvented, which is a beautiful thing. Um, I mean, in terms of, uh, you, how, what, what kind of advice would you give people when they're trying to form their own tribe that kind of has, has similar value? Like, how do you identify, how do, how do you identify those people who are for you? How do you identify people who are in your tribe that help you to achieve your goals in, in faith, family, and fitness? How do you identify those people for um, yourself? You would know, um, identify them. It's, they, they will be happy for each other. You know, there's no, there's no um what's the word I'm looking for jealously between them like you know everybody just celebrates the finish you know, you did you PR your mouth nice yeah you PR your uh, squat nice you showed up today yes yeah yeah you showed up to the gym or like you would be like uh uh where were you yesterday or like why did you cherry pick the workout <laughs> like come on like dude you're you're missing the burpees yeah to challenge you in a positive way yeah in a positive way it shouldn't be like oh you showed up. Showed up uh, back at, in the afternoon. Why? It's like, mm -hmm. no, no. The gym is there. Like, who cares? You're working out and then making friends. So that's it. What about outside the gym? Like, what about in your, I mean, for you in particular, um, outside the gym, how do you connect with that? I think it's really easy in a gym space, like a CrossFit mm -hmm. gym space to kind of find those people. But even outside, like, how do you identify people? I mean, because you're a young single man right now. I mean, even even uh you know looking for a woman who's gonna also um perpetuate those same values that you have or or you know uh well vibing yeah first of all you you would vibe with the the person i guess uh friends or like a girl if i'm look i'm constantly seeking for you know a girlfriend or like maybe my wife because mm. uh, i'm at that stage uh who knows you know when you know you will know yeah i i always tell my mom like when you know i'm gonna find my wife i will let you know you know and it's gonna it might happen like in a year it might happen in like three months who knows you yeah. know god has a plan but um yeah somebody that lines up with your values like outside of the gym uh, i mean not so much with fate because uh, you know as long as it's a good person they work hard whatever they do like work or uh, they like to exercise too they don't have to do CrossFit, but I might persuade them to do CrossFit because I. Of do course, believe, you will. Yeah, I do believe CrossFit. I mean, listen, you know, I'm like, um, all of, like I have my uh, high school friends, but uh, that they trash talk CrossFit. But then I'm like, dude, like you know, I'm like the same age. I'm I'm, I'm ripped, and I work out <laughs> less than you. <laughs> I love that, uh, humble, but you're telling the truth. Yeah, uh, and, you know, and then they go like, uh, when people like you know, they they see me underneath like um. They see me on a t-shirt. They go like, oh, nice. He looks like a, just a regular dude. But then they go like, oh, when they end up with like a tank top, they go, oh, you actually have like a bicep. <laughs> and then uh, or when they see me like without a shirt, you have a six pack. And then yeah. they, uh, 
you're like yeah like oh well, yeah i mean I just, you're not one of these dudes that's working the glamour muscles you know no 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 yeah i mean uh, that's what that's what gym bros do they work on the glamour muscles it's to peacock mm-hmm. you know I, you know we were in um i don't mean to flex but we were in hawaii a couple, uh, about a month ago now and i got to see something up front close and personal that i've only seen on tv and it was funny cuz you know myself and my wife and the girls we were watching like a nature show and it was showing the peacock and a male peacock i, I didn't know this but the male peacock, peacock is the one that's spreading its feathers you know with these uh, extravagant colors and it and super wide mm-hmm. wingspan it looks like a huge fan that's behind them and so what they do what the peacock does is it it finds a female peacock who looks nothing it looks very plain like completely plain yeah yeah you would think that the female peacock is the one that has the you know bright blue colors but they look very very plain and so what the peacock does is it spreads its feathers and then it shakes them like and it's like vibrating and they they walk towards the female peacock to try to get some attention some attention yeah yeah. so when we were in hawaii we were at a a luau again i don't mean to flex what do they call that uh trying to woo the um your uh yeah they're trying to trying to woo the female Mm -hmm. and so we were watching this one peacock literally peacocking this female peacock and the female peacock couldn't have cared any less yeah (laughs) so it was just funny to me i was like man these are these are like how gym bros work like they, they, they get these big glamour muscles but for you very humble like and you know the thing with crossfit is your aerobic capacity is gonna out <laughs> supersede anyone who's just like working on the glamour muscles 100 mm-hmm. percent like capacity like, capacity mm-hmm. strength speed all of it you know um yeah so i think for you uh, it's this is the trifecta and i think you're living it you know mm-hmm. to be able to engage in fitness to have your uh, your tribe, you know, your, yeah, your close I, personal I mean, friends uh, and family who care about you and yeah, also have your, your faith, you know, and it's all super key to your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, if you would ask me uh, what would be my perfect day, uh, I'm constantly living it. I, 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 I'm going to have my perfect day. Monday is my perfect day. I love that. I get to wake up at four in the morning, go to the gym, coach classes, work out. Then I stay in the gym, do some programming, uh, coach more. And then after that, I go back home and then I pray, do some Bible study, do some programming and study. Uh, but so uh, I'm um, finishing my OPEX uh, function, um, functional bodybuilding thing. So, yeah, um, do some studying. And then so also even uh, growing your uh, your skills and your knowledge in terms of fitness, which is yep. you're, you're a, a constant life learner, it sounds like mm-hmm. in, in faith, you're learning in but still in fitness not just yeah uh, physically right now i have the goal to like uh i have a stack of books and on my uh, night dresser that i gotta finish reading by the summer awesome like yeah. there's that 75 hard challenge that i'm uh, probably gonna start. Oh, is that andy free what's his name andy something or other mm-hmm. right andy free uh, andy freeze is it freeze freeman uh, I, I can't i can't, I can't remember can't, yeah but 75 hard challenge where you have to uh work out twice at least uh 60 minutes drink a gallon of water a day i think mm-hmm. is in there yeah. and then read uh, uh read uh, uh every day i mean at least a book um, it's it's very hard because then you have to follow a diet i mean i don't diet anymore yeah mm-hmm. i stopped counting macros yeah and that point of the 75 hard i think is that you do hard things so that life is less difficult for you yes right if you mm-hmm. force if you put yourself uh under tension everything else is easier Easy. yeah yeah because, you know, life is very funny. It throws whatever challenge it wants to you at any given point in time. But mm-hmm. uh, when you put yourself into this man, uh, manufactured difficulty, 
life is that much easier i think and it is I, and, I and think it, it for me it has been yeah it my, my struggle has passed and then right now i'm just lean, pretty much living the dream it'll be <laughs> it'll be perfect uh uh maybe the next coming months like one maybe next week when i have a car but then uh next coming months when I start working more and more yeah i'm gonna start trying to get more clients personal training my man so listen i mean just to kind of plug a couple things for you if people are listening on the podcast are you still doing um the uh uh that charity that has to do with uh, buying uh, meat and then donating to no 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 they uh they they shut down uh in 2021 oh they yeah, shut yeah. because of covid and uh no no they were doing good and but then um i think they just like um uh things like uh the program just like started like losing the steam so mm. like, they kind of realized that so then what else can we plug for you i know you're you're doing individual coaching where could people find you uh my instagram yeah Spell it out for us here. Is it, uh, uh, at no, no. It's just uh, my entire name, Agreda dot Rodrigo. Agreda. So how do you spell Agreda? A G R E D A dot Rodrigo. R O D R D R I G O. So people can hit you up there on Instagram to yep. uh, just holler at me for anything that you need. I mean, help. Not in that way, but <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah. I'm here for, for appropriate things for coaching. Yeah, for uh, to help people. You know, if you need help. Just, just need somebody to talk or if you need maybe you're somebody like I used to be that I was seeking guidance to uh, seek, seek more fate or follow the guy, uh, the steps uh, and uh, follow the the steps of uh, of the Lord uh, and, and then uh, spread the word of the Lord yeah love it good and I gotta give a shout out to my uh, my friend good friend uh, Robbie Mendoza uh, working for Staple, I'm, I'm trying to be a little cool and, and, and be in the culture. So I got myself a Staple T-shirt. So thank you, uh, uh, Robbie, for doing your cool work. Uh, and oh, he's he's gonna come up with my logo. Is he really? Yeah, you yeah. better tell him. Rodybuilding.com. Rodybuilding.com. My man. So Rodrigo, I'm gonna see you month tomorrow at the gym anyway. But <laughs> thank you for sitting with me and talking. Yeah, thank and, you for uh, having me. Absolutely, I'm very been, grateful. Uh, listen, I'm super grateful for you because if it wasn't for you, you know, uh, during those difficult times and helping with my fitness, you know, I'd be in a much worse position. And uh, I just know great things are going to happen for you, man. You're you're a very faithful, uh, very faithful man. And, and I know God's going to do amazing things in your life. So um, Amen. we'll leave it at that. And uh, join us next time. Take care. Up until this point in our lives, we've done the best we could with what we've known. Hopefully today we've come to learn something new so we can be better to give better. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Upstream. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the dot upstream podcast and join us every other Tuesday for fresh content. Until then, just keep swimming, friends.